Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It is our number three, our third and final live right here on this Thursday on the early line on SportsGrid. All across the Spiz Grizz network, that is also SportsGrid. I am Ben Stevens. He is Donnie Wright's side, DRS. In DRS, we look at Thursday night football starting off week number two of this NFL season. For the second time in the second week of an NFL season in back-to-back years, it is Philly and Minnesota in a primetime standalone game week number two of the season the Eagles hosted the Vikings last year on Monday night football to end out week number two the birds were dominant 24 to 7 the primetime narrative around Kirk Cousins followed him and Minnesota into Philadelphia he threw three picks and a 24-7 loss to the birds this time around though DRS Philadelphia booked as a six and a half point favorite the total now at 48 in a hook we just heard from the public DRS most people going with the birds laying six and a half as their best bet but Donnie tell us where are you fading the public on this Thursday evening Yeah, I like points. I think we're going over the total. I think we can get into the 50s. I'll tell you what's interesting, too, which, again, where you're ultimately fading the public, how rare is it, even though there's four options on the board, the Eagles minus 6.5, Vikings plus 6.5. So you have that aspect of it. People are going to go head-to-head. But usually it's by a landslide victory, no matter what the case is, between the over and the under. I find it interesting here through about 250 votes early this morning, and they'll pile up the rest of the day, that we're finding out that only 18% of these votes are coming in on the over as opposed to the under 49 and a half as we welcome in the radio audience you're watching and listening live to the early line on a thursday morning talking some nfl action right now in the fade the public he's ben stevens i'm donnie Wrightside, and again getting back there i'm surprised that there's much more you don't have to have the overall number of like okay side for the eagles six and a half i get it yeah. but i'm surprised more people are voting under than over ben i am I'm juiced up for two reasons. One, Thursday night football, week number two of the NFL season kicks off tonight. Number two, we look at a countdown over the three hours on this show. My personal countdown is getting to the two-minute and 15-second mark of each and every hour and hoping Donnie Wrightside is talking so he can welcome in the Sports Grid Radio audience not left out in the cold any longer. DRS, this is the first short week Thursday night football game of the year, and it's a relatively 
high total, 48 and a half for a short week Thursday night football game. As we look at last year and the trends, week number two, that first Thursday night football game between the Chiefs and the Chargers went over this number of 48 and a half, 51 combined points between the Chiefs and the Bolts in Kansas City. A little bit later on, DRS, late in October, there was a weird Thursday night game between the Cardinals and the Saints in New Orleans. We saw 76 combined points in offensive affair between Arizona and New Orleans over the this number one other game as well DRS that finished with 49 combined points but outside of those three games week two the shootout between the Cardinals and the Saints and another and excluding the short week turkey day games on Thanksgiving still a short week so so still probably should be accounted for we saw only two games Two games go over a number of 48 and a half. Every other game, Donnie, outside of week two, the Cardinals and Saints shootout, another one that finished with 49, and Thanksgiving go under in a short week Thursday night football game. And at 48 and a half, I'm intrigued to see, despite both teams being fresh here week number two, where that total falls tonight. Yeah, styles make fights, too, as we take a look at it, because, again, there are key ingredients out on that Eagles defense, which I know we only talk about the secondary. Bradbury is one of the better cornerbacks in football. He won't be playing tonight, but also a safety court for the Philadelphia Eagles that came in with a lot of question marks. The one question mark really wasn't on Blankenship. He's not going to play tonight. And also, your defensive signal caller, which you were prepping all offseason to be your starting linebacker all the way through, Kobe Dean, he's going to be down for a few weeks, so another person is going to be wearing that green dot on the back of their helmet. But if we're taking look and yeah. as I said styles make fights the way for Minnesota to move the football against the Philadelphia Eagles it's not going to be running the football against that tremendous front it's going to be dropping back getting enough passing time for excuse me enough pocket time for Kirk Cousins to deliver passes to an elite yeah. wide receiving core that includes a solid tight end in TJ Hawkinson and again getting back to the efforts you saw the Eagles on opening day in an environment that's tough for scoring some rain some wind some foggy conditions first game of the season extra heat and humidity you're not going to get that tonight clean slate for the Philadelphia Eagles and the Minnesota I just think it's conducive to scoring points tonight. Now, if Kirk Cousins yeah. moves the football like he did last year in this environment and throws interceptions in the end zone, that's certainly going to keep the game under. But I look for a big-time performance out of the Eagles' offense tonight, buoyed by the resurgence yeah. of their tight end, their running back position, and also Jalen Hurts giving a couple wow moments like he did last year against the Vikings. DRS, there is that thought of primetime Kirk Cousins 12 and 20 straight up in his career in primetime football games but since joining the Vikings his record as a Viking is seven and nine straight up eight and eight ATS listen it's not great it's not positive it's not even really profitable necessarily to spend depending on your unit size but it's not as bad as it is thought to be in the drastic way that we all think Kirk Cousins sucks on primetime games. Last year, though, he put out a clunker in that week two Monday night football game in Philadelphia, only reinforcing those primetime woe narratives. He was just 27 of 46 
for 222 yards, a touchdown toss, and three interceptions. Philly won easily 24-7. DRS on the other side, Jalen Hurts was great in that football game. 26 of 31, 333 yards, a touchdown, and an interception, but 11 carries on the ground, 57 yards, and two rushing scores as well. His rushing yards prop for Jalen Hurts tonight, 46 and a half. The passing yards number, 248 and a hook, despite only throwing for 170 last week against the Pats. Yeah, and by the way, also, take a look at Miles Sanders, who was in the lineup last year at 80 yards. Somebody's going to have to replace that, and that's where I'm looking towards Swift in the backfield. DeAndre Swift, who's going to get the start tonight. And also, take a look at the balance from last year's game. Goddard, 82 yards. Devontae Smith, 80 yards. Quez Watkins, 69 yards. A.J. Brown, 69 yards. There's a lot of mouths to feed yeah. on that Eagles offense that didn't get fed in game number one. I'm interested to see how they call it on offense here because there's a lot of people with high expectations who don't want to get off to that slow start. I expect a lot of offense here from the Philadelphia Eagles. More so, yes, the defense might get some stops, but the offense is going to carry yeah. the weight tonight for the Eagles. 48 and a half. The receiving yards number for Dallas Goddard. The leading receiver for the Birds in this matchup last year. 82 receiving yards. Last week, zero catches, only a single target. I think we see a bounce in his production this week against Minnesota. And there is a thought, DRS, both reflected and the spread and the receiving yards numbers for Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, Jordan Addison, and the rest, that because of the injuries in the secondary for the Eagles and a Minnesota team that threw it on 73% of their plays last week against Tampa Bay, 44 attempts for Kirk Cousins, that is the plan of aerial attack tonight in Philadelphia. More picks and previews for Thursday Night Football coming your way later on in this third hour. Next is the daily basis around MLB. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The Daily Bases, live on this Thursday around Major League Baseball here on the early line. I am Ben Stevens. Donnie Wright's side here, of course, as well. And if it is the Daily Bases, Craig Mish in the mix 
live right here on SportsGrid, the host of Newswire, starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time, and of course, our MLB insider across the grid as well. Craig, another day, another change in the wild card standings in both leagues with divisional races still up for grabs and one clinch yesterday. The Atlanta Braves cashing in on that magic number, their sixth consecutive NL East championship so craig here's where we are with just about two and a half weeks left in this major league baseball regular season the stretch run in full effect yeah and you know i'm looking at strength of schedule i'm trying to figure out who's going to get in i'm now checking the fan graft playoff odds every day to mm. see who's moving up and moving down i mean i i gotta tell you i mean i don't know that we're going to have a tie on the last day of the season but i think it's possible i do i, I think that there could be an extra yep. game being played on monday after the season's over listen to make playoff odds just pop back up on the FanDuel sportsbook we'll look at that for the wild card contenders in just a moment but craig yesterday the reds booked as an underdog in detroit they win. Yeah. They win another game. They've won three straight right now. And Cincinnati, Craig, booked as an underdog in 77% of their games this year, cashing on that ticket 4-3 to three of the victory yesterday in the Motor City. Because of that win for Cincy and a D-backs loss on the road in Queens against the Mets, the Reds now, Craig Mish, currently in a tie for that third and final National League wildcard spot. Yeah, and, and games against the Cardinals and Pirates also coming up. So, you know, of all the teams that are left, I think as I'm on the show at this minute, this is going to change probably every second, but I believe the Reds have the yeah. easiest remaining schedule. Uh, but again, they're probably, to me, the least likely to make it of all the teams that are left. I, I, I think they're probably the team that a lot of people are rooting for. And I, and I feel like for Joey Votto specifically, I think there's really good reasoning behind that. The other thing about the Reds, if they need one game, in, in the NL, I mean, they have Hunter Green, and at any time you could throw six innings, strike out 12, and not give up a hit. But very clearly what's happening with the Reds is, is they're having to slug their way through this. If you're checking in on these games daily, Ben, you look in the fourth inning, the games are 4-4, 5-5, and, and it's like they have to finish it out in order to win. But, yeah, they have 71 losses. The Giants have 71 losses. The Diamondbacks, 71 losses. The Marlins. 71 losses so i mean everybody's tied i mean what are you gonna say it's pretty impressive, Craig, the way the Reds are doing it. Ben brought up earlier in the show, 113 times this season, they've been underdogs, which is incredible that they have an over 500 record. But also yesterday, like Rodriguez pitching for Detroit here, a known household name. Phillips here for the Reds, not, and they're still getting the wins here. Roughly, let's just say 10 to 15 games, whatever it might be, to end the season here. Can the Reds actually get into the playoffs? Because I know you said like Hunter Green coming back, maybe one of those known guys, but I, I'm astounded by this. You win with your starting pitching, and every day, it just seems like they're flipping the and getting results out of it. I, I think, Donnie, the thing that bodes well for the Reds is the teams that they play that are remaining really don't have any pitching like them. And I think that that's a factor down the stretch. That's not to say that the Cardinals are terrible or the Pirates are terrible, but six games against those teams, I mean, if the Reds have a lead after the fifth or sixth inning, you know, they probably have the best bullpen pieces remaining in order to close out the game yeah. with Alexis Diaz in the ninth inning. So I think that does give them somewhat of an advantage. If I'm not mistaken, I think they had the lowest total of any team that's gone over the most at this point in the season. I believe it was 66 at uh, the beginning of the yeah. season. I actually thought the under was the play on the Reds this year. I was totally wrong on them. So they've played well above uh, at this point. 
they, they're just going to have to slug teams out, similar to what Baltimore is yeah. doing in the American League, because, it, look, every game, I would ask you, check the red score, fourth inning, it's 3-3, it's 5-4, and generally speaking, they've come out on top on a lot of those games. They've needed the offensive output, and they need Alexis Diaz to slam the door on the other side. His 36th save of the year yesterday as the Reds win 4-3. An underdog, a short underdog, but still the plus money price on the money line to end out their midweek series against the Tigers today in Detroit. Craig, you mentioned the odds and the make playoff projections. Well, Cincinnati right now, in that tie for the third and final National League wildcard spot, has the best price out of the four teams looking for that final spot plus 162 for Cincy plus 200 for Arizona plus 200 for Miami plus 240 for the Giants all four teams one of them has to be a postseason team but everybody right now a plus money price to see the playoffs which tells me the odds makers are as confused as we all are looking at the standings each and every day Craig now to the American League the Mariners scored two runs in the fifth at home against the angels and they held on for a victory as well three to two for seattle so the m's in the win column and now in that third and final american league wild card spot a full game in front of toronto craig when you look at the american league wild card chase much like the national league wild card chase we have seen it change daily here throughout this week with a significant series between the rangers and the blue jays what is your assessment on this thursday can't believe you'd have the Red Sox on a graphic and not the Marlins. I'm going to get in big trouble on this show uh, after I'm done. I'm going, to get a, I'm going to get a phone call here. So I, I, I think in the end, my, my biggest takeaway is, look, between Toronto and Seattle, both teams at this point, fair to say, are deserving of the wild card. Ben, at the end of the season, there's going to be one extremely disappointing team, and it's going to be either Seattle or Toronto. To be 15, 16 games over 500 and not make the postseason with the expanded wild card. I, I mean, who, if one of those teams was in the National League, they would have clinched it already at this point. So yeah. I, I think it's going to be a really tough pill to swallow. And I understand, well, Craig, what about the Mets? And what about the Padres? What about the Cardinals? I mean, at least they've known for a couple of months they're out. There is one team that's going to have a fantastic record that's going to have a really hard time playing golf immediately after the season, thinking that they should be in it. But between Seattle and Toronto, I think close to call. Also, look, Texas has had a nice run to put themselves back in a better position as well. Two teams that won't be playing golf, the Orioles and the Rays, but two teams with a four-game set coming up. And if we look at the standings, the Orioles, 91 wins. The Tampa Bay Rays, 90 wins. Craig, tell me at the end of the series, the Rays will be in first place. I know you want to tell me that, right? <laughs> Tough, tough to call. I don't think so. I, I think I think this is probably a split and Baltimore is up one. That would be my guess at the end. It, look, if the Rays pitching was fully healthy and they had Wanda Franco, which you know never going to have again probably, yeah. I, I think that you would make them the favorite down the stretch. But, you know, still patchwork pitching at this point for them. Yeah. Orioles have just had super reliable starting pitching and then – Usually around the sixth, seventh inning, the bats have come alive against a lot of the relievers in Major League Baseball. So, uh, you know, I still got the Orioles in this thing. I think when Ben uh, was hosting a different show, I think I picked them to win this thing and win even the American <laughs> League potentially. Nice. So I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick with the Orioles at this point. And and look, the Rays. Look, the Rays could easily get in the playoffs and make a run. It's a three-game series. Yeah. Anything can happen. 
Baltimore right now, a two-game lead in the American League East before this four-game set at home, and the Orioles still a minus 550 favorite to win the American League East. Quickly here, Craig, we go to Thursday night football at the link between the Eagles and the Vikings. Philly a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Craig Mish, if you had a best bet for Thursday night football, what does it look like? Maybe under 48-and-a-half. I, I, look, I do think Philadelphia – didn't play particularly well against New England. They could have smashed them last week. They couldn't do it. They let them back into the game. Uh, you know, Minnesota just on primetime games, really hard to trust at this point. So I'm going to just stay away from the total. No one ever likes an under, but I do. No issue with it. 48 and a half. I think that it's a lower scoring game, and, and I would take the under on that. A short week Thursday night football game. We'll see what happens tonight in Philadelphia. We'll see Craig Mish on Newswire starting in just about 40 minutes live right here on Sports Grid. Craig, as always, thank you so much for your time. We'll take a look at the Thursday Major League Baseball slate because despite NFL week number two starting, significant games on the diamond. That's next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Welcome back to the early line live right here on this Thursday on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. Thursday night football is tonight. Week number two of the NFL season about to kick off. We'll give you some plays and some picks for the Thursday night showdown in Philly between the Eagles and the Vikings in our next segment. But DRS, this is the stretch run of the Major League Baseball season. There's just about two weeks left of this regular season. Four, five series remain. Four teams around MLB to determine if they're going to see the postseason and if they do, what their positioning looks like come October. A big Thursday night slate around MLB. Some day games on this Thursday as well. And Donnie, we start with the marquee matchup. The first of four this weekend in Baltimore. 
the Orioles and the Rays. Baltimore enters with a two-gaining lead in the American League East. They are favored tonight at home in Camden at minus 138. Donnie, we know you all want Tampa Bay to win this yeah. series and maybe even take the lead in the division, but what do the numbers tell you about the opener tonight in Camden? Yeah, I mean, nobody likes to go under, but it looks like that eight and a half number, that's probably where this is going to be headed tonight. You take a look at Tampa Bay on the mound today. Aaron Savali, 107 batters he's faced, spent over the past 30 days in Major League Baseball. 122 ISO power number, a 286 weighted on base percentage. Let's flip it over to the opposite side. Kyle Bradish will be on the mound here. And by the way, Bradish coming with a 2.89 XFIP over the past six weeks. He's been on his game. And also, take a look at the last 30 days, Ben. 93 batters he's faced in 093 ISO and a weighted on base percentage of 239 as much as I like both of these offenses in a ballpark that is conducive to scoring runs I see playoff baseball here this is a four game swing that at the end of it one team could have put the other one away or one team could actually climb over another that's Tampa Bay over the Baltimore Orioles more than a side which I do think is really a coin flip in my eyes I'll take the under eight and a half playoff atmosphere at Camden Yards tonight yeah. no doubt about it the Orioles a minus 550 favorite with that two-game lead currently in the standings to win the division in the American League East. Let's say for whatever reason, Tampa wins the series, takes over the divisional lead. That would also be the best record in the AL, which would give them that first-place spot in that number one seed come October. This is an important series. Do not get me wrong, but Baltimore, an easier schedule remaining. They still have six games left against the Nationals and the Guardians. The Rays, the third toughest schedule remaining in all of Major League Baseball. All right, DRS, elsewhere today on this Thursday, the fourth and final game of the midweek series between the Blue Jays and the Rangers. The Jays trying to avoid a sweep against Texas because of the Rangers taking the first three because because Texas is riding a five game win streak they hold the second of three wild card spots in the American League and the Blue Jays are currently on the outside looking in a game behind the Mariners for that third and final spot but Kevin Gosman gets the start today for Toronto Nathan Eovaldi on the other side for Texas the Rangers need some frontline starting pitching DRS do they pull off off the four-game sweep of the Blue Jays today. I don't think they do, but yesterday I didn't think that the, the Texas Rangers would win either, and they won 10 to nothing in an absolute rout. But if we take a look at Nathan Eovaldi, who's a quality pitcher and has had a very good season, but after coming back off the IL, not a great start coming back. 21 batters he's faced, a 389 ISO power number. You have a lot of those batters on Toronto waiting to get after right-handed pitching, and quite frankly, they probably will do that tonight. If we flip it over on the other side, Kevin Gaussman's been pretty calm all season long. If we take a look at his last 30 days, he's average with his ISO power number around a 180 and a 318 weighted on base percentage so if i know what i'm getting out of kevin gauss which would be his average i think that should be enough to win the day and also you take a man my goodness can you imagine the texas rangers going on the road in a playoff atmosphere and winning four straight games from toronto in their own building that's one of those things where at least if you're the blue jays you can salvage it and get back into the standings but if you lose four that I mean that is ultimately demoralizing as you move through yesterday back toronto they got hammered but you know what ben i'm gonna back toronto again today i think they're the better side today and they need this game 
a big game for the Jays with a victory today, depending on what happens elsewhere in Major League Baseball today. I'm trying to see if the Mariners are in action. It does not look like Seattle is. We could have another shift in the American League wildcard standings come Friday morning. The Blue Jays trying to avoid the sweep today against Texas, who has scored in this series 26 combined runs in the first three games, but it's a small over-under today up in the Great White North, only seven and a half with two presumed aces on the bump. American League Central DRS, the Twins just trying to add to their lead. There's not much Minnesota can do overall within the standings in the American League at this point, DRS, but they take on Chicago today, that being the White Sox in Chicago, booked as nearly a $2 favorite. Total down from 9.5 on the screen to 9 live right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. What's the approach, DRS? The approach is going to be the over for me in this game. You take a look at that nine and a half, nine range. They probably should approach double digits here. Now, granted, a little bit cooler conditions again, 66 degrees in the Windy City, but the wind is blowing in slightly at five miles an hour. That shouldn't play into it. Jose Urania is going to be on the mound, who's had a terrible season overall. Take a look at this, 114 batters he's faced this season, a 398 ISO and a 482 weighted on base percentage. You take a look at that Minnesota lineup and how they fared over the past 30 days going up against right-handed pitching. It's been really good. Look at the first five guys yep. here. Julian, 365. Polanco, 425. Lewis, 436. Kepler, 425. And Correa, 338. Flip it over to the opposite side and say, okay, well, you know, Chicago White Sox don't have as much pop as we'd like. But then again, Kenta Maeda, take a look at his last 30 days. Been 108 batters he's faced. A 276 ISO and a 421 weighted on base percentage. Even though I'm not in love with that White Sox lineup, Maeda has struggled. They should be able to score runs. Runs are the name of the game today. And I think it goes over the total in Chicago. Nine right now is that number. It was nine and a half earlier on. Elsewhere, DRS, the finale between the Brewers and the Marlins today. Milwaukee took the first two of this four-game set in pretty low-scoring affairs. Miami returns the favor yesterday, shutting out Milwaukee in Wisconsin. Two to nothing, the victory there. Today, even on both sides right now. Minus 108 for the Brew Crew. Minus 108 for the Fish. A total that has worked its way down currently. It is live at an over-under of eight. Will offense win the day, DRS, here? Or will we see that lack of scoring like the first three games in this series? Yeah, I think we might get another lack of scoring game here. If we take a look at Adrian Hauser, however, on the mound, he's been okay this season on the whole, struggling a little bit over this past 30 days. 56 batters that he's faced, a 222 ISO power number, and a weighted on base percentage of 348, where you really want to attack Adrian Hauser as a right-handed pitcher is from the right side. 28 batters he's faced, a 269 ISO power number, and a weighted on base percentage of 372. However, if we're taking a look at some of those plus guys in the lineup today, the majority of those, Jazz Chisholm and Jesus Sanchez from the left-hand side have done a lot of damage against right-handed pitching. However, Hauser has done okay against lefties here. So if we're looking from an advantage on the standpoint here, you'd like to load up really hot bats against right-handed side bats, I should say, against Hauser. We don't have that in the Marlins lineup tonight. I'm leaning on an under in this game. I think that makes the most sense. Eight is that number, and it is working down the under has the juice at this moment. DRS, we talked about the National League wild card standings. Miami has 71 losses. The Reds have 71 losses. Arizona has 71 losses. Yeah. The Giants, 
Make that a group of four with 71 losses. A divisional showdown for San Francisco today at Coors Field. They are booked as a two and a half dollar favorite. Logan Webb, their ace is on the bump. The total is 10. Donnie, can San Francisco win a game they desperately need to stay afloat in the National League wildcard standings? Quite frankly, with ease, they should win this game tonight. Now, granted, you don't usually see a favorite of that much on the road, but it rightfully so tonight. You're taking a look at Colorado playing out the string. You know who's back on the mound? Chase Anderson. He has been abysmal the entire way through the season. If you look at the season in its totality, 303 batters that he's faced, a 242 ISO, and a 392 weighted on base percentage. Last 30 days, only 35 batters he's faced, a 367 ISO, and a weighted on base percentage of 479. Let's take a look at the first four batters in the lineup for the San Francisco Giants tonight as we anticipate going up against right-handed pitching over the past 30 days. Take a look at these ISOs. Yastrzemski at 467. Estrada, 197. Flores, 215. Jock Peterson, 200. And also Mitch Hanniger, a 250, batting out of the six-hole tonight. They should do damage to Chase Anderson. If you're not looking to spend that much money or take a total or just take a side itself, load up on some RBI props between Yastrzemski, Estrada, Flores, and Peterson. You won't be disappointed tonight in Colorado. DRS, we talked about it earlier on. The Reds, one of those teams in the National League wildcard hunt, currently in a tie for that third and final spot alongside the D-backs. And the Reds yet again, DRS, the underdog today in Detroit to wrap up this series against the Tigers. Since he has been one of the best underdog teams all year long, can they win outright with a little bit of plus money once again? I don't know if they can. Like, Derek Law's a bad pitcher. Right-handed guy, 52 batters he's faced over the past 30 days, a 256 ISO, and a 412 weighted on base percentage. I'm not in love with that Detroit lineup, but how Cincinnati is winning basically right now, Ben, it just feels like smoke and mirrors. So maybe taking a look at a total going over there as you see it at nine, maybe that makes the most sense because, my goodness, I don't know how the Reds are winning and they're throwing another guy at it going like, pretty please, please, can we win this game? And actually, it's been working, so it might work again today. Since he on the run line this year, the best mark in all of Major League Baseball, 91 and 56 again against the run line. Since he right now, plus 102 on the money line. That had a pick in our graphic, but it's now plus 102. However, the Reds are the run line favorite. Laying a run and a half against the Tigers. It's plus 164 if you think since he wins by two or more runs today. It's been the offense, and then it's been Alexis Diaz slamming the door shut. His 36th save of the year yesterday against the Tigers. We're probably going to see another change in the National League wildcard standings tomorrow when we do it all over again but before then thursday night football we preview the game in philly next sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com across america bp supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Thursday night football in Philadelphia inside the city of brotherly love at the link it's the Eagles and the Vikings to kick off week number two of this National Football League regular season he is Donnie Wrightside I am Ben Stevens DRS Philly booked as a six and a half point favorite the total has made its way down ever so slightly as well 48 in a hook we will run our triple option we will give you our favorite side total and prop for TNF but DRS as we look at the odds overall for this game again what are the numbers saying to you Numbers are saying to me here, we're supposed to get some offense, but again, bouncing between 49 and a half and 48 and a half, it'll be interesting to see. Most of the time when the public money comes in late, it's usually backing the over. So I expect it probably to close a little bit higher than 48 and a half as the day moves on. But the Philadelphia Eagles, just checking around here at some other books, we're seeing some sixes, Ben, lay flat out there. And I also agree with that as well. If I'm looking from a perspective of betting, I'm probably least interested in a side, more prop bets, and more points here tonight from me. Yeah. I do not love the side either, DRS. I think six and a half is slightly over-adjusted. We have seen the odds expect regression for Minnesota all year in the preseason, offseason. The Vikings are not going to be a 13-win football team because 11 of them came by a single score and the good luck has to run out at a certain point. That's what the odds anticipated. And then DRS, the odds were almost respected following week number one and the result the Vikings put out there, losing 20-17 as a four-and-a-half point home favorite outright against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers three turnovers from Kirk Cousins one interception two costly fumbles but the Vikes were better defensively only allowing 242 yards 73 on the ground for the league's second worst total defense last year Donnie allowing 389 yards that was a bit of optimism for Minnesota let's talk some injuries as well DRS because styles make fights and I think from the X's and O's and the matchup perspective tonight you got to be a little concerned if you are the Eagles defensively up front you're not going to find much better around the NFL than Philadelphia. The second most sacks ever from a defense in a single season outside of the 85 Bears last year for Philly. And then they added a guy named Jalen Carter, who had eight quarterback pressures last week in his rookie debut in the NFL, the most all around the league in week number one. But in the back end, Donnie, is that concern? N'Kobe Dean on the IR now for Philadelphia, the anchor of that defense 
The middle linebacker calling the shots. The secondary has some injury concern as well. And Donnie, when you look at Minnesota, 73% of their plays last week against Tampa, 44 attempts through the air for Kirk Cousins came via the pass. Last year, 64% was their passing play percentage, third highest in the NFL. You would think, Donnie, if Minnesota is going to expose Philadelphia defensively, it's going to come through the air tonight. Yeah, and it should. And also, you're probably going to have to go with a couple quiet snap counts. The Philly faithful there will certainly be full, loud, and proud tonight in their first home game in prime time. We know the people are probably already lining up to get inside the gates of the Jetro lot down there by the Wells Fargo Center yeah. and Lincoln Financial Field to start that party here. Having said that, I think you're right. Styles do make fights. And you'd be remiss if you're coming into this game as a Minnesota Vikings player going, hey, man, got the playbooks. Looks like they're going to run heavy a lot and use a lot of 12 formation with double tight end sets. No, you're not. It's the single reason why we take a look at Justin Jefferson who I think might be the best wide receiver in football is close to 100 on his reception yard prop tonight which actually I believe listed at 94 and a half which means 95 yards mm. that is an unbelievable game for any wide receiver yeah. that's an average game it feels like for Justin Jefferson Hawkinson over the middle he should be effective as well but also Addison with a nice little one-two combo so you can't just double down on Jefferson on one side and you're right about that the Eagles secondary how do you uncover or should I say cover up many mistakes it's having two really good and veteran safeties here the Eagles don't have that coming into tonight a lot of guys are going to be thrust into positions that maybe they're not used to and also taking a look at James Bradbury one of the best quarterback cornerback combinations in football with Slay on the other side he's not going to play tonight yeah. and Slay usually isn't the guy that's going to go side to side and just take on a guy one-on-one -on -one the entire game so there are going to be mismatches here from Jefferson it'll be interesting to see Sean Desai first year defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles how he masks those inefficiencies and also as I talked about to open up the show, the green dot on the back of the helmet, the quarterback of the defense, N'Kobe Dean, he's not going to be there either. There are a lot of question marks in that secondary, and you would be foolish to think that the Vikings coaching yeah. staff doesn't understand what the task at hand is tonight. It's why all the receiving yards numbers virtually for Minnesota on the rise. Kirk Cousins passing yards prop is 262 and a hoof uh, and a half. Excuse me. J-Jet has his at 94 and a half. <laughs> Last year, DRS, only 48 receiving yards for Justin Jefferson against Philadelphia. It was one of the six games for Jefferson last year under this number of 94 and a half not just under but under the number of 94 and a half it was one of six games he didn't have at least 98 receiving yards last week against tampa bay nine grabs on 12 targets for a buck 50 against the buccaneers tj hawkinson's number 42 and a half we'll talk about jordan addison in just a moment drs before we dive into the triple option you brought up to me two guys that lacked in production last week for philadelphia deandre swift the acquisition from detroit in the off season in the running back room Kenneth Gainwell not expected to be there tonight for Philly and Dallas Goddard who was the leading receiver for Philly in the blowout 24 to 7 win over the Vikings a season ago he had 82 yards last week in or last year in week number two zero grabs only a target last week against New England do you expect an uptick in production for those two key offensive pieces for the birds this evening I really do. And also, let's keep in mind, the first two weeks of the season, for me, a lot of fun and games. Week three, we get down the business because you're going to know a lot more yeah. about these football teams and where they're headed in 2023. But if we're just reading the tea leaves, in the post-game press conference last week, Nick Sirianni stood up and goes, now hold on, man. 
getting two, two touches here for DeAndre Swift, that's really not in the game plan. It has to be much more. So you send the signal up because Kenneth Gainwell is now out. So you're saying, okay, lead back should be DeAndre Swift. It's criminally low here at the FanDuel Sportsbook. 33 and a half is his rushing prop. And also, yeah. it looks like we're going to get our first taste here of Rashad Penny. He's listed at 28 and a half. But Dallas Goddard isn't one of those guys where it's like, hey, let's get a look-see to see how he can do. He's one of the best tight ends in football and paid accordingly that they didn't use last week. Yeah. You know they are going to make sure he gets into the act. Because also, let's keep in mind, a lot of these guys, big paychecks and also expected to have big seasons. Do you think you want to go first two weeks of the season with Dallas Goddard with the stat line, no catches and maybe one catch for seven yards? They're going to force feed the football early to those guys. And I'm excited to see how it actually plays out because I don't think we got that full offensive effort last week out of the Eagles due to game circumstances, which mean how much they were up early and also weather circumstances. There's no excuse to say yeah. the Eagles were a well-oiled machine all the way through last year. I expect those numbers to rise tonight and a lot of big performances and also comeback performances, as you said, from DeAndre Swift and also from Dallas Goddard for the Philadelphia Eagles. 48 and a half is the receiving yards prop for Dallas Goddard. An interesting one, race, DRS, yeah. like you mentioned, for DeAndre Swift. 33 and a half. He had one carry for three yards last week. I get it, but Kenny Gainwell still paced that backfield. 14 carries, 54 yards. DeAndre Swift's rushing attempts prop is eight and a half. The over has plus money at plus 106. All right, DRS, let's break down our triple option. What is your favorite side to start things off for Thursday night football tonight in Philly? Again, keeping it simple, I'm not in love with this number, minus six and a half, even if it drops to six here, but I do think the Philadelphia Eagles are the right side tonight, so if I'm going to say that, they're probably going to cover that six and a half. I do think the Eagles are better than the Minnesota Vikings. Also, one of the ultimate advantages in professional sports, not just the NFL, having the home game on Thursday night. Week one, you throw it out the window yeah. because everybody's on the same time plan. Week number two, no. They had to actually play at home. Now they're going to have to travel. Minimum practice time, minimum time to game plan, and we saw how that worked out last year already in a primetime performance, which was a Monday night, not a Thursday night last year. The Eagles are the better football team, so I'll start right there. Eagles yeah. are going to win, and if they do, there's a good chance they're going to cover that. So I'll lay the six and a half points tonight with the Eagles. Since the start of last year in 2022, Philly has been booked as a favorite in every game except for Super Bowl 57 against Kansas City. They're 17-3 and straight up, 11-9 against the spread. I'm also looking at the Birds as my side, DRS. Philly in the first quarter laying a point and a half. Philadelphia last week, despite struggling to a victory in the second half, still covering, winning by five as a four-and-a-half-point favorite in New England, got off to an impressive start, which has been the key for the Birds all season long dating back to last year they are the best first half team in football averaging more than 18 points per game DRS they've also scored first in 17 of the last 21 games dating back to the start of last year and against the Pats last week led after the first quarter 16 to nothing DRS if they kept that going all game long we would have been sitting here saying Philly has earned the right to be the lone favorite to win the NFC not looking at the Niners impressive performance or even that as the Cowboys with that positive movement in the marketplace Philly laying a point and a half in the first quarter is my favorite side and DRS at least the points in the first half an area i know you're looking for your favorite total on this thursday night football contest as well it's 
Exactly. The Eagles, as you pointed out, very good first-half team, particularly scoring last year. And again, circumstances, even though they technically got over the 13-and-a-half in the first half, if that were to have been the price against the New England Patriots, a little bit of help from the defense on a turnover, which resulted directly in a touchdown from Darius Lay, and also yeah. a turnover by Ezekiel Elliott, which they picked up and then converted into a Devontae Smith touchdown. But I'm looking for two touchdowns in the first half out of the Philadelphia Eagles. So if we're looking at that, over 13-and-a-half, because I don't expect the Eagles to come out slow and feel things out. I think they're going to come out guns blazing, this isn't a great Minnesota defense. You're at home in the conditions much more conducive to scoring. So from a total aspect, from a, you already know I like the over 48.5 to 49.5. But I also like the yeah. Philadelphia Eagles here team total over 13.5 in the first half. Two touchdowns gets that done. Donnie, you have convinced me. I'm going over with mm. you tonight as well. I'll look at a first half total over 24 and a half, despite the fact the triple option says under 49 in a hook. I was thinking short week, Thursday night football game. That's a pretty lofty total for that yeah. scenario. But Donnie has convinced me. And one of the short week Thursday night football games that went over last year, only three of the 16, excluding Turkey Day and Thanksgiving, did go over was week number two between the Chiefs and the Chargers, 27-24. It's early in the year. The guys are fresher. The weather is better. A beautiful night in Philadelphia. Expected. All right, Donnie, what is the favorite prop for Thursday night football? Yeah, fun one here. Under the totals market here on the FanDuel Sportsbook, both teams to score a touchdown in each half. So put it in layman's terms. Eagles score a touchdown the first half. Minnesota does the same. They both repeat that in the second half here. It's a plus 100 price. And also, make sure you guys check out. There's profit boost here tonight on the FanDuel Sportsbook that you can use. I don't mind paying juice. I went from minus 213 to minus 143 on this. Alt lines here. Hawkinson, 25 or more receiving yards. Got her 25 or more receiving yards. Bought it down to a minus 143. I think that makes some sense yeah. again tonight. A lot of bets, and I'm looking forward to it tonight. Looking at the alternate receiving yards is a great way of approaching a same-game parlay as well. A no-sweat SGP on the FanDuel Sportsbook for Thursday night football. I'm going Jordan Addison over 39.5 receiving yards. It's where I got it yesterday. It's on the rise now by three yards to 42.5. I still think it is fine. You're paying a premium from Justin Jefferson. He's probably going to get it anyway over 94.5. I just like the slightly discounted model with Jordan Addison over 42.5 four grabs six targets 61 yards and a touchdown in his rookie debut last week for the vikings against tampa bay all right that is the triple option we'll give you a best bet maybe there in the triple option or somewhere else for thursday night football live right here on the early line as we round out the show on the other side of the break SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. 
VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Closing out our three hours together live right here on this Thursday on the early line on Sports Grid. He is Donnie Wright side. I am Ben Stevens, and this is the new Sports Grid app, the ultimate sports betting companion app, now available for download at both the Apple and the Play Store. Scan the QR code on your screen. It is chock full of best bets, known as five star plays. These are also some best bets for you as we round out our three hours together. All right, DRS, let's dive right in. Before we say farewell and before we we say goodbye it is time for a couple of thursday night football best bets i would presume it is time for bye 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 donnie i tease it is a couple of best bets for mm. tnf but if you have a major league baseball play feel free as well no and tonight i'm not going to be the anti-hero because it's for all the swifties out here deandre swift you belong to me anytime touchdown tonight plus 155 get on it swifties go wild tonight we're cashing that ticket listen when you think of a swift and a kelsey it's a pretty good pairing at this point not taylor swift and travis kelsey quietly hanging out reports would say jason kelsey up front leading the way for deandre swift and drs i'm also looking at deandre swift we gave you the triple option we love all of those plays as well i think i'm going to be heavily invested in this thursday night football game tonight a couple of same game parlays in there as well and i think outside of the sgp because i'm not sure attempts props are included in any same game parlays i'm going to look at deandre swift over eight and a half rush attempts tonight for philadelphia the over has the plus money kenny gainwell last week 14 carries for philadelphia swift only had one for three yards but no kenny gainwell tonight deandre swift a much more critical piece of this offense you got him this offseason for a reason howie Use him tonight, Nick Sirianni and Brian Johnson. He is Dunny Right Side. I am Ben Stevens. We'll see you on a football Friday live on the early line starting at 8 a.m. Eastern right here on Sports. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. 
When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.